Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Welcome back to COVID 2027, Sean Sports Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio and Seth and Sean Sports Radio, Facebook, Twitter, and all that other jazz. I am walking down a very, very quiet Peachtree Street. Then again, I think there are 53 Peachtree Streets in Atlanta, but I am on the main one here. And there are like six or seven cars. It's quite barren. There's nobody walking except for me from one side of the street to the other. It's uh, Walk of the Living Dead here, and uh, it's not too uh, happy, but we're here to take you for the next 35 to 45 minutes and give you a little bit of reprieve, respite, if you will, from your daily lives. Uh, Seth Kamins, how are you today? Great. It's been so long since I hosted. I forgot to I forgot to figure out where the pit number was. Now realizing it's on our studio. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's there. So, so, so we're good to go. Uh, a couple of minutes late, but you know what? Everything is moving at what I like to call Jewish time these days. Five minutes <laughs> here, five Georgia minutes time. there. Uh, Georgia time, my mother's time. No, definitely not my mother's time. Definitely Jewish time. time. Definitely not my mother's time. My mom is one of those people that wants things now and now only. And uh, the only way to deal with that is just not deal with it. And that's what I've done. So here we are. We're charging Uh, a lot lot of money. Yeah. Well, week three of COVID and Seth and Sean Sports Radio. And, you know, we said last week we were struggling for ideas. We got a couple here and there, and we'll take it as long as we can until uh, the ideas run out. And I think that this is a struggle for most sports radio and sports talk these days. We don't have the access that ESPN does to getting everybody and anybody under the sun. But even them, they're talking about – T-ball in, a, in an apartment. I saw Joey Gallo of the Rangers has set up basically a batting tee in his apartment. I saw that on, uh, on uh, Instagram with the line, I'm sorry to my neighbors. Uh, I have set since up when a, you a weight on, room. What are you on Instagram? I'm not, but I get links here and there. I am definitely not hip to be square. 
with regards to that. Speaking of which, just so you know, my buddy Dave Coletti, who actually works for ESPN, has set up an NCAA bracket-type idea with songs. So uh, I, I forgot what he's calling it, but I'll be happy to post it on our website. Uh, he's gotten 8,000 people have, uh, have voted on the songs, and they're up to the final, I think, eight at this point. Um, I'm looking what, what he calls it. He calls it the March Radness. So March Radness, Sweet 16 is upon us. Uh, the 16 songs are 9 to 5, On the Dark Side, Flash Dance, What a Feeling, The Power of Love, Purple Rain, Eye of the Captain. Tiger, Survivor. In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel. And don't you forget about me. Simple Minds. So, <laughs> Seth, if you're... Is this an 80s thing? I, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'll, I mean, we could look at the Sweet 16. The Sweet 16 is Don't You Forget About Me, State Almost Fire, also 80s. 80s. So I assume this is the 80s, right? Footloose, In 80s. Your Eyes, Holiday 80s. Road... Don't know this song. We don't need another hero. We don't need another hero. Okay, go to the other side of the bracket. I've had the time of my life, which I don't know if that's 80s. Yeah, it's Dirty Dancing. It's from Dirty Dancing. Yeah, but I think the song was Bill Medley and was actually written in the 60s. It's known as an 80s I don't... It's known as... Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Danger Zone, definitely an 80s song. Um, never the, the never-ending story, which is a great theme song. If you haven't heard it recently, I suggest you put it on. Great theme song. And then Arthur's theme, which is best that you can do. So I guess this is in the 80s, yep, 80s. March Radness. 80s March Radness. It's, so it's also kind of the, the 80s, the cool 80s stuff. Because, I mean, there's no Springsteen, there's no Billy Joel, there's no Madonna, there's no Prince, there's no U2. That kind of covers the best of the 80s. But I'll tell you one thing, whatever it is, it's better than the ESPN college basketball bracket. What a joke that turned out to be. Well, I, I, the only one I, all I saw with the with the alerts from the app. So tell me a little bit about it, because quite frankly, I haven't paid any attention to it. Well, the idea was good. It was they put together the the greatest sixty four men's and women's team of all time of players of all time and had it as a bracket. And and just like everything else people voted and it, it kinda it went from there. The problem is the people who voted probably are mostly twenty five year olds because the the final is Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan. Larry Bird versus Michael Jordan, neither of them have – Michael Jordan has no business being in the greatest college players of all time discussion. He's not even an afterthought. And the idea wasn't bad, but I'll be honest. I'm, I'm a pretty knowledgeable college hoops guy. And the best college basketball player that I can think of that I've seen, Danny Manning, 
Christian Leitler, David Robinson. Um, Hurley is a, a, a college point guard, was as good as it gets. Iverson was fantastic. Jordan wasn't, it wouldn't even be a forethought. Maybe you put Elijah one and Ewing there as well. Well, what happened was they they pretty much a they, they didn't they it was, just, it was it was the idea was good, but it was badly instituted. Kemba Walker and Marcus Campy, Trey Young. I mean that Tyler Hansbrough would be voted would be over Akeem Olajuwon. That Dwayne Wade would make the final eight. That's absurd. I mean that's that's just people not knowing any better. So, Steph, are we talking about and, – and, again, I paid no attention to it. All I saw was Carmelo was in it, and I get alerts when Syracuse people are in it, much the same way as I'm sure you get alerts when something happens with Maryland. Was it based on their tournament play, or was it based on the best college basketball player? Because if, if you're looking at tournament play, you could say Jordan had one of the most influential shots – in NCAA tournament history, no? So did so did Keith Smart. Um, no, it was that's why I'm asking the basketball. question. Yeah, it was meant to be college basketball play. Okay. Well, this and... college basketball play, and I, I'm not looking at anything. Okay, the top right. four players in my own head, and this is not who I've seen. This is based on any one of another and. Is this in the last 30 years? Is this all time? How far is it going back? This, is, this goes back to the 50s. Lou Alcindor, maybe number one. Yep. Anytime you make a rule against the guy, you kind of have to be one of the best. Also, I don't believe he ever lost. He lost did he ever lose a college game? Because I'm not sure he did. Yes, he lost to Houston. So, he lost to Houston. He lost to Houston. Okay, one, one game. Lou Alcindor, number one. Number two is Diana Taurasi. If you're going to include the women, Diana Taurasi may be the best women's player of all time. Taurasi got a two. Taurasi got a two seed. Did she get knocked out early? I think she may have been knocked out by Chris Jackson. Actually, okay. hold on. Well, that's where you that's where, that's where you go wrong because Chris Jackson left after his sophomore season. He did average 32 points a game. I get that, but Taurasi. Diana Taurasi, come on. I mean, Taurasi yeah. lost maybe one or two games in her entire career. If I know she won four championships, four consecutive championships. No, no, no. no. Yeah. So, so Taurasi, Alcindor, and the only reason you go away from Kareem or Alcindor is because he only played three years. But if you're going to combine, if you're going to say Chris Jackson's in there, who only played two, or Shaquille, who only played two, or any of these other guys. Okay, so number three, I think is Christian Leitner. Leitner was Leitner a one was team. One of the, I thought Leitner was one of the best college basketball players I've ever yeah. seen. He did, he did everything, everything. So that's number three. And, all right, so let's not go two and two with the women. Uh, let's go to a fourth. Let's go with Patrick Ewing. Because Patrick Ewing was the most, uh, according to John Thompson and Luke Carnesecca, and Carnesecca saw a lot of basketball, Patrick Ewing was the most dominating force he'd ever seen in a, on a college basketball court. So yeah. there's your uh, four. Ewing was, was a two seed. So okay. Four, 
the four number ones were Alcinda, who is just as dominant as dominant as, Al- as Alcinda, Brianna True. Stewart, and Christian yeah, Leitner. Okay. Well, Brianna Stewart uh, won four championships. She's actually from Syracuse, so that gives me a little bit more insight. Uh, totally a dominating player, no question. Okay, I can agree with all four of those one seats. How many of those one seats made the final four? I think zero. Uh, and that I'm just tells to... you enough. <laughs> that just yeah. tells you that, enough. That's kind of that's where this. I'm trying to find. Actually, I'm on ESPN. I'm trying to find the actual bracket that's been completed. And I don't know if you can. I may have to go on to Twitter to find this stuff. And it's the final. Let me see if I can find the final eight. It's absurd. It's just dumb. Because what happens is it's people who don't know college. Who don't know college basketball. Well, let's let's give everybody a break a little bit, right? Because, I mean, right now. Everybody and anybody is looking for just something to hold on to, right? I mean, it. okay, so I think I got it. So the college basketball greatest, Elite Eight, East and West. So the, it was Iverson versus Bird, the nine versus the three, and Shaq versus Dwayne Wade. Okay, you lost me on that region because none of those guys, no, no. <laughs> done. Let's go to the West. I mean, I only got two. Uh, did I get the second one? Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm doing this on my phone. So it's while it's raining. So, uh, oh, that was the East and the West. So those were right. Shaq versus Wade, Iverson versus, uh, all right, and hold on. So the South and the Midwest, Carmelo versus Magic. Again, I mean, Magic, I ma- Magic makes sense. Carmelo yeah, does Carmelo not have an amazing year, but no. Carmelo does not because as good as Carmelo's year was, Durant was just as good. So no, yeah. and this is coming from me, who would, yeah. And then the last one was Steph Curry. Okay, versus Jordan, but let's understand Steph. Jordan got a two seed. So yep. ESPN obviously viewed Jordan as a pretty high on the on the marker college no, basketball player. I think what ESPN did was they wanted to be places that they knew would bring publicity to it. Publicity. Okay. Jordan was not. Jordan never won. I don't think he ever won a college basketball player of the year because I think I think Ralph Sampson won it the, won it three years in a row while he was there. He wasn't. Oscar Robertson, he wasn't a Bill Bradley. Again, from a college standpoint, obviously not from a pro. To have him to have so, him in the final to have him in the final four is absurd. And so it, it, your view is that ESPN your your view is that ESPN worked they worked backwards. They said we want these guys, so this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna put them as a two so people will vote for them. Because okay. uh, look, I, you know, look, I, 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 I really enjoyed the initial, like the bot answered it to me. I sent it to you the link about it, and I was like, you know what, this is pretty neat. You 
have some, you know, you have about, I think it was about 10 women were in it, which I would be, which is fine. You know, college, women's college basketball hasn't been as big, hasn't been as long. I don't know if any, any single woman won more than one week. And, you know, look, Shaquille was a dominant If he never got that, he had to No. You know, that outplayed, but actually got outplayed by Christian Victor, I believe, in the, the tournament in the 90s. So, I mean, the, the idea was good, the, the, but it was just disappointing because it just shows kind of people really don't know what they're talking about. What, what I do? will say, though, what I will say is two things. First of all, ESPN got eyeballs, right? That yep. They accomplished what they were looking for. Number two, if – so – if this brought any more light to how good some women's basketball players are, such as Brianna Stewart or Deanna Tarasi or anyone, I don't remember, I'm sure Ann Myers was in there, um, any of these players, Nancy Lieberman, if it brought any more eyeballs and, and knowledge about the women's basketball game to the forefront, I think this is a positive. I don't think you see enough people that respect, quite frankly, how good Tarasi was or how good Brianna Stewart was. I mean, Brianna Stewart won four straight championships. There is no man that has ever done that, ever. So if you can bring – if you could shed a little light on the fact that the women's game is something to watch – then I think there is a net positive in this, even over the ridiculousness of the final conclusion. Is that fair? Sorry, you lost me the last few seconds. You cut out for a couple seconds. What did you say? I was saying that if it brought even even 10% more knowledge about the women's game, even over the ridiculousness of the finality of the tournament, over the final result, I think it's a net positive for basketball. Sure. I mean, you're learning but, about the game. I'm with you. I think it's ridiculous. I think the fact that Jordan and Bird are in there. I mean, jo- Bird left after his junior year. No, no, sorry. He left after his senior year. Sorry. He got drafted after his junior year. Yes. So, okay, so what else? So, so we've talked about March Radness, which is pretty cool, and I will send those links to everybody. Definitely better so far than the ESPN. Um, but again, content is, is short in supply. We have a little bit of football going on with the draft supposedly in two weeks. As of today, sorry, not two weeks, four weeks. Uh, the last week at, the last week in April. So the week be- that week we will have our draft preview, which I got to tell you, Seth, might be the most interesting draft preview we've ever had. Because I think the scouts are going to be guessing just like us. <laughs> so everybody's going to be guessing. And then a week later, uh, I believe they said the first or second week of May will be the NFL schedule. Uh, the NFL schedule is an interesting concept at this point because nobody knows when COVID-19 uh, coronavirus is going to disintegrate, disappear, or it becomes safe. And the last time that they had a uh, truncated schedule, ladies and gentlemen, look forward to this. You're going to have more important games 
the NFL has been very much trying to reinforce the divisional rivalries at the end of the season. Uh, you may not have a divisional game until week six in any team. I don't know how they'll do it, but that's the way it looks right now because if this COVID-19 coronavirus dissipates, the NFL is going to have to look to changing that schedule that they're going to release in May. And the last thing I want to do is change divisional games. So I think you're going to have a lot of the interconference games early on. That may happen. Uh, actually, someone just wrote on, on the, our Facebook. Are we excited about the college no. basketball documentary on HBO tonight? Is there one? I did not know there was one on HBO. I'm going to go look it up, though. Uh, HBO College. Here we go. Basketball documentaries. Well, let's. Uh, it's called The Scheme. It's actually the FBI launches an investigation into Christian Dawkins. Oh, so this is not. This is not about oh, college this basketball. This is. This is uh, coming out tonight, my friend. Wow. Which eyeballs will be all over. Uh, Thank you very much to whoever alerted Seth and myself. YouTube TV will be on record this evening. By the way, the worst thing that happened, that could happen to you, happened to my boss today and happened to me. Well, not the worst thing. But if you're working from home, possibly the worst thing that could happen to you to disrupt your day just working from home is the loss of the Internet which my boss has had for the last 72 hours. And yesterday, <laughs> YouTube TV, yesterday YouTube TV told me, I'm sorry, you're not in your home area, which is New York. So we are cutting off your access. Are you stealing from your brother? <laughs> I'm not stealing from anybody. You are legitimately allowed five accounts on YouTube TV. I have one of sure. them. You must, according to YouTube TV's terms of service, log into the home account base once every two months. Well, I was supposed to be in New York this week, and this would have been two months. However, due to COVID, I was not. So as of on Saturday, all of a sudden I get a notice on my TV saying, thank you very much for being a subscriber. You are not logged into the New York area. Goodbye. Basically. Well, uh, jaw drops, jaw drops. Kind of wondering how I'm going to survive without TV. Although there are lots of people that are worse off. This is small things in what's going on. You You could also pay 40 bucks a month to get your own. So I called up my brother, and he logged in for me. So we got, I got TV back. But, so I'm oh, looking good. forward to I, this I documentary. I know. Well, I'm looking forward to this documentary. I'm interested to see what they have that we have not seen. Will it be conjecture? Will it be – look, we, we, saw the Aaron Her- we saw the Aaron Hernandez on Netflix, and there really wasn't anything – more evidentiary that we had not seen, right? There was a lot of conjecture. There was a lot of hypothesis, this, that, and the other thing. 
but there was no real like evidence. There was no documents that, that we had not seen before. This is something that the NCAA kind of pushed under the table and, or tried to anyway. And I'm interested to seeing if there's anything new that comes out of the HBO documentary this evening. I'm not holding my breath on it. Um, you know, we knew about Will Wade. We knew about Sean Miller. Nothing got done. I'm not, I'm not assuming that something, is, you know, I'm not assuming anything's going to happen at this of uh, hey, hey. about their inability to realistically do anything. So, um, you know, we, we go from there. Well, we have another think? documentary coming out in on April 19th. I believe it's April 19th, correct? Yeah. That is that the one behind be Michael good. Jordan. <laughs> that is the, the last season in um, in uh, 1998. It's a, I believe it's a 10-part documentary, which normally would kill me. Let's be honest. I don't have the detention span for 30, barely for 30 minutes at this point, let alone two hours a night. But you know, we take what we get. And I'm sure, and considering the people that are interviewed and people that are involved, I'm sure it'll be great. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So for those that are trying to tune into that. Um, the, wait, I had it. Okay. So the documentary is being moved up to April. Uh, it will be a 10 part documentary series on five, five weeks, starting on April 19th through May 17th and outside the U S. And if you happen to be listening, if you happen to be listening to us outside the U S, we would love to know. I mean, that would be kind of cool. Uh, it will be available on Netflix outside of the U.S., but not inside the U.S. Inside the U.S., not on Netflix, only on ESPN. Uh, it will, and the key is, what's interesting, Seth, is that on day one, it's episode one and two, which is the 19th, which is what you would assume. But on the week two, on the 26th, they're actually re-airing one and two before three and four. And then they're doing the same thing on May 3rd, which is 3, 4, 5, 6, and then 5, 6, 7, 8. So if you miss the first, if you miss the first two, don't worry, you can catch up. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be on ESPN Plus within, like, days of this happening because they want subscribers too. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, some new content. Do you think you'll get – Look, I saw the ESPN, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I saw the ESPN um, or the NBA TV thing on the Barcelona games, and there were a couple of nuggets that you pulled out of that uh, from watching that that you had not seen before. Do you think it will be similar, or do you think we've heard all these stories, this is just the video form of the same stories? I think it was probably we can't hear you. Probably stuff that we've forgotten because it's been over over 20 years. I think what's really going to be interesting is for the for the 15 year olds and 20 year olds, went up to almost college age who never actually saw Jordan play in his prime or play at all for that matter. Sneaker maven than anything else, and the hapless owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Um, 
in the hidden arguments of Jordan versus Magic, Jordan versus LeBron, Jordan versus the Rams, it is. There's never been any, well, you know, we've never seen more. And I realize it's kind of it's almost <laughs> contradictory to what we said about the whole class with college basketball. But Jordan, in my opinion, and I think that Jordan is the greatest NBA player of all time, or at least of our lifetime. You want to argue LeBron, you argue LeBron. You want to argue Magic, you argue Magic. But if you ask 100 people who follow basketball, I would think that Jordan would get more votes as the best player of all time than anyone else. And this would be, this would be just a chance for them to see. You know, even if it was at the end of his prime, it was still, it was still prime. Yeah, I think it. I think it's interesting to see. So last night, I look you. You struggle to watch stuff that you haven't seen before, and, and that's obvious when there's – I can't – I'm interested to see when this wraps up the delay in getting back to norm, and I say that with everything involved, right? So right now every major studio for film or TV is shut down in California, in New York, in Georgia – the three biggest states where TV and movies are produced. And you're going to see a backlog of original content. Like, so right now, just let's say Law & Order SVU was being filmed for next season. Well, they probably didn't finish their season run. So you're going to have lack of content next year. This is going to permeate for probably a good 12 to 18 months once, at, once the all-clear goes. And that may not be for another 12 months. This is not to excite everybody or to alarm anybody. I think we're all under the opinion that this is the all clear, maybe not the minor clear, but the all clear is not for some time. So when you have content like Jordan or content like anything else, you, you tend to watch stuff or read stuff that you've already done before. And last night I watched Straight Outta Compton which was a tremendous movie. And you kind of, it, it, this whole Jordan documentary kind of reminds me of something like that, where these are people that Seth and I grew up with. I wouldn't say idolized, but certainly uh, watched with intent. NWA was a interesting, I'll use the term interesting, uh, group in Syosset, New York, along with, uh, oh, who the heck wrote that song? Uh, who who's, who's sung Me So Horny? Two Live Crew. Two Live Crew. So Two Live Crew, NWA, around the same time period, and totally got the same reputation of being banned in my high school from being played. And now you're watching movies or, or movie doc, drama documentaries about these types of, of groups and athletes, such as Michael Jordan, and you kind of reflect. But at the same time, I remember asking a friend of mine, had he, did he even know who NWA was before the movie? He's 29 years old. He had no idea. He was like, wow, these guys, this isn't like a, a drama? Like, this really happened? Like, that thing in Detroit where they got arrested really happened? I was like, yeah, like, that stuff happened, dude. So I think it's uh, both a flashback for, for I guess, older people like Seth and myself, and like you said, Seth, a 
reckoning or a coming to understand how good Jordan really was, even in the latter of his prime. Because you're right. I, I'll tell you, I have a hard time judging the best ever. You and I have had this discussion, right? Comparing Jordan to LeBron, comparing Jordan to Bill Russell, comparing Jordan to Chamberlain, or even George Mikan. Different times, different players, different everything. The only thing that was consistent is, as they said in Hoosiers, the foul line and the basket. So, but Jordan was definitely growing up the best player I ever saw. No question. Not There was nobody in his class while he played. Nobody. So, the thing that changed the most this week was the cancellation of the Olympics or the postponement of a year, a full year till next year, which I think was the smart thing to do, but it also may have some repercussions with some of these seasons that are changing. And and the NBA, from all reports, Adam Silver has been trying to change the NBA to play during the summer, which I think would be your greatest thing ever because you wouldn't have the dog days of baseball. You'd actually have something else to watch. And having a playoff around Labor Day. Is that something you think is a positive for the sport? Getting out away from the football and ending around Labor Day. I, I think they said the draft would be around Labor Day. So the end would be in August. I don't. I don't. Here's why. I, to me, while, yes, the NBA is over. Those games are typically two to three days a week most. And as someone who works a long hour in 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 the winter and early spring, I don't really want to be staying home in August. Now, admittedly, it would be more fun than watching baseball. I don't want to be home in July and August watching basketball. I want to be out. And with the with the playoffs in April, June, April, May, June, I get, I'm more apt to be watching them then than I would be in July and August. So it doesn't really work for me. But it's also based on my. I think your competition, but this Major League Baseball is probably not competition for the NBA at this point. It just isn't. And. I understand because July and August are horrible times for sports. And you can put the NBA playoffs there. I, I get I get the attractiveness of it. But I to be honest, I don't we've talked about this and we've been hosting the show what, eight years, seven years, nine years? I don't even know at this point. I think we've outlasted pretty much every time on network television of the Simpsons. Um I don't I don't want to be home on August 12th so I can watch game seven of the first round of the playoffs. It's not not that appealing to me. I like it where it is. Well, let me... I'll watch it if it's there. Let me play this out. So, basketball games are played in the evening, right? When you're generally home. I mean, I would I would make that case, right? You're generally home eight seven thirty eight o'clock at night. 
I also have a wife. Again, I'm not the demographic they're going for. No, you are. You're in it. You're in it 27 to 45. You're absolutely still within that demographic. I'm on the precipice. Tolerate that. Okay, we can't hear you again. Nope. Tolerate basketball. She doesn't mind. She can't stand basketball. She can't stand football. Tolerate basketball. So I've been working in years kind of an anomaly. 11 o'clock for two months straight. Do you really think she's going to, you know, she has me for the think she's going to be one of the college, college, one of basketball? That's no, I get so so there are some advantages, right? First of all, they would start the the ideal is that they would start on Christmas Day, so you wouldn't face anything having to deal with the NFL except for the playoffs, which would be the beginning of the regular season. Number two, the college season would end in in April. The college draft wouldn't be until September, which would mean which would benefit a whole lot of people, right? So number one, college kids would have to make their decisions. They would. They'd have to make their decisions either in July or in August. Now, does that benefit the college game, or does that detract from the college game? I think more kids would likely leave than stay. Probably, yes. I'm so. Yeah, I think you. But you'd have the. You'd have definitive answers, right? You'd have those answers. You'd have a cutoff probably June 30th, in which you had to make a statement: "I'm either going or staying." Which, if you don't have, if you don't have the one and done, then you may have your answer anyway, and that may all come in with the with the players' association in moving the schedule. Number two. Look, we couldn't be wrong twice in one week. I mean, we got the free agency, free agency, and, and free agency and the drafts are both in the same week, along with the hockey free agency. They would have free agency and the playoffs all to themselves at the end at the end of the end of August and the beginning of September. All eyeballs would be on that. You're right. Baseball is not is definitely not a competitor to the to the to the NBA anymore. It's just not. Okay, so we're going to stop at 45. We're going to stop at 45. So, Seth, if you have uh, any last thoughts, we're in our five-minute break here. Um, not too much. Two really good two really good, uh, good slash podcasts slash that I listened to about everything going on. Um, people that Derek Hassan, who's a doctor, actually went to college with her, but I haven't talked to her 25 years. I thought it was excellent. And uh, Trevor Noah on the Daily Show with Anthony Fauci. Really, I don't want to say, it gets the more realistic, I think, portrayal of what's going on, as opposed to the hyperbole, both in the media and in what kind of what we're seeing, both in regular print media. Legitimizing anyway, not minimizing it. Kind of clarifying a bit better. Go check it out. And uh, that's about all I got right now. 
I think any time you can hear Dr. Krause, you're in good shape. He did a 30-minute, um, in, again, Instagram. I get my information from lots of places, but an Instagram question and answer with Stephen Curry, and then he did the Trevor Noah again. I Look, these are the guys you want to be listening to, right? They're, these are the guys that have been there from the forefront and know their stuff. So please take this seriously and listen to them. Two other things real quick. Uh, number one, just a lesson for everybody that's stuck at home during COVID or co- coronavirus, whatever you – I think I think Trevor Noah loves calling it coronavirus. Like, that's like his favorite thing to say. It's coronavirus. But COVID-19, get out and exercise, whether that be getting your heart rate running a little bit during the day, doing some push-ups, doing some sit-ups. Get your body moving. Don't just sit still. Uh, I do a 10-minute brief to my entire company every Thursday. I keep saying the same thing. Drink your water and get up and move around. Your your body is not supposed to be stand, staying still the whole day. Just because you're home doesn't mean you you can forget that you have to move around. Okay, last thing, and then we'll go. Uh, a very happy 40, 42nd birthday. I had to think about that. 42nd birthday to my other brother. We celebrated Mitch's birthday in February. Uh, I was out in Arizona with him. He turned 45. Jay turned 42 on Thursday. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not up there to help him celebrate. I wish I was. We will we'll do that again. For all those people that are celebrating their birthdays during this time, you know what? It's not the best of circumstances, we understand. But hopefully next year's birthday will be a whole lot better. And uh, I expect Seth and my birthday will be right in the same book. So um, a very happy 42nd birthday, Jay. And by the way, you didn't guess the present. You know why? Because I didn't get you one. So that just makes that easy. Okay. For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back next week. Uh, again, not sure what we're talking about, but we'll do 45 minutes, uh, 30 to 45 minutes every week. Have a good week, everybody. Stay safe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.